what I think it does best is it, it utilizes the capacity, that ability to make parts because there are spindles sitting still right now. There are quiet shops right now. Right. And those people are feeding their spouse and kids with the earnings that they make in those shops. So the more that we can do to keep them running, keep folks employed, like I want their problems to be managerial problems. I want them, the problems right. to be like, I need to hire someone else, man. Right. Oh, now I need HR. You know, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking about my next capital expenditure on equipment. Those are the champagne problems that we want for our manufacturers, not the where's my next job. And I, I think that's one of our goals. Welcome to Eco Ask Why, a podcast that dives into industrial manufacturing topics and spotlights the heroes that keep America running. I'm your host, Chris Granger, and on this podcast, we do not cover the latest features and benefits on products that come to market. Instead, we focus on advice and insight from the top minds of industry because people and ideas will be how America remains number one in manufacturing in the world. Welcome to Eco Ask Why. Today we have an idea episode and we're going to be talking about how manufacturing can extend shop resources. And to walk us through this conversation, we have Greg Paulson, who is the Director of Application Engineering at Zometry. So welcome, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Hey, man, I'm excited to have you on board, but I, I heard you on Manufacturing Happy Hour and I fell in love with the conversation. I started following you and, and checking out what you guys did and I had to reach out and see if you would join us. It's always awesome to connect with other folks in the industry and talk shop. No doubt, no doubt. And maybe get us started, man. To, you know, Zometry, a lot of our listeners may not know what that is and what you guys do. Could you give us a little background there? Yeah, absolutely. So Zometry is a... It's, it's different than how manufacturing has been done historically. Like it's, uh, it is a technology driven service, also sometimes called manufacturing service. And it was created to help solve some of these problems of procurement, both for a buyer. So someone who wants parts and a supplier. So someone who likes making parts and getting business out of that, because oftentimes for these projects, they don't know each other. There's a lot of sourcing and uh, on the procurement end. So if you're looking to get parts or your engineer looking to get something fabricated, you're kind of working with a short list of who you may know, who you think can do that type of job. And oftentimes you're sending out a bundled RFQ, maybe blind carbon copies of BCC email. Can you please quote quantity 1, 5, 10, 25, 50? And you wait and you wait and you sometimes will get a response back that's a, when do you need it by? And not necessarily the response you're looking for, which is pricing and lead time. And also pricing all over the place. There's a lot of variability for manufacturer. It's not really clear why that may be. The whole side of, from a buyer side is this kind of frustration of saying, I, I want these parts made, but I also want the value. Like I want to know uh, the value add. I, I want some transparency in, in that quote side of things. For the suppliers, uh, a lot of times those suppliers, maybe if they're getting that quote, it may not be a best fit for them, or maybe something that is a good fit or something that they may just be at capacity for. So they have to price it differently than they would if they didn't work at capacity. And so you see this variability on their side. And sometimes they just don't have the opportunity at all. Um, you know, shop out in uh, the Midwest, may I have access to my backyard here, NASA Goddard, for example. And so it's just that connection's not made. Zometry essentially put technology right in the middle. So it is a single platform where both buyers and suppliers interact. In this case, uh, buyers have experience where it's almost like Amazon. They can upload their file, get pricing and lead times instantaneously. We actually use machine learning and AI 
to interpret that geometry and what you're selecting. So if it's CNC or 3D printed or injection molded, and it'll update the, based off the scope of that project, it'll update that pricing lead time. So you just instantly see what you need and you're able to start making decisions as a buyer, including buying that part there. And on the supplier side, it's almost like this Uber or Lyft uh, strategy where Zomtree is connected with over 3,000 suppliers. So these are usually small business manufacturers domestically in the U.S., and globally, we have a European branch with about 2,000 suppliers. And we also have uh, some factories with boots on the ground teams from Zometry in Asia that are all connected to this global network of over 5,000 manufacturers. What they see on their side as a supplier is uh, work. One work that they can instantly go take a look at the scope of, and it'll be paired based off their capabilities. So it's usually within their wheelhouse. And they can say, hey, I'll get paid this much. It's doing this time. If it, fits, if it fits my job, if I have capacity to do that, I can hit the lead time and scope of the project, click instant purchase order. And it's that easy. They're not sending out the marketing teams or business development reps. They're getting work on demand and the work keeps on coming. So you get a lot of variety a lot of, uh, and a lot of opportunities through Zometry. And for us, it's also where we become a storefront for our suppliers. So the more diversity that we have on our supplier network, the more capabilities we could offer and the more diverse opportunities the customers can get. So it really becomes this one-stop shop, central place for manufacturing and we're that matchmaker hub. Man, that's great. That's a very interesting business model for sure. When you look across the landscape of manufacturing, you know, what's changing the most that's, that you feel like this model could impact and help there? Oh, definitely the most relevant is this last year, right? Uh, massive supply chain disruptions. You know, you think about a global pandemic, we had statewide shutdowns, not just localized shutdowns. And even right now, there's, there's shops that are down in Texas and customers that are down in Texas, by the way. And moving up here, we just have some ice, ice storms. I'm here uh, on, the, on the East Coast around the DC area. Our HQ is in Maryland here. As these disruptions occur, if you are working with just a local supply chain, if you're disrupted, they're probably disrupted too. And that means that the work may be delayed or may have some challenges from, from the supply chain, even shipping, for example. With a distributed manufacturing platform like Zometry, for the buying side of stuff, it is every day. It's just uh, undisrupted business. Uh, you could go online, quote, and uh, get your pricing and press buy because we have access to such a diverse and dispersed manufacturing network. So geographically dispersed across the US and even across the globe, if you need access to that, we can instantly adapt and make sure that supply chain just remains almost self-healing. So if you're those Texas shops, their businesses too, they know, hey, I'm, I'm iced in, I'm unable to work. They're not gonna be taking work, right? At this time, yeah, the, the work may go to somewhere else, but the good news is it's those Texas shops get back online, but their customers aren't yet. They could take work immediately because we're connecting without any without necessarily any notion of being geographically located because we're always we're able to ship things. You know, two day shipping is two day shipping regardless of where you are in the U.S. For example, well, that sounds such a, like a, such a cool model to really help a lot of these shops and these businesses overcome those hurdles, those up and down hurdles and orders, and maybe somewhat just get a nice steady flow of work and, and keep the shops busy. Yeah, absolutely. So it's work on demand. Zometry also has some really cool options. If you are a manufacturing uh, supplier, you could sign on and we have different 
ways that you could enter the Zometry marketplace. Uh, some of that is that work on demand. So using the job board that we have uh, and we vet you through as a supplier and, you're, and you get trained up on how to use it, how to track work through that job board. But every supplier that joins our marketplace also has access to some really interesting shop benefits. So we have things like financial services available uh, that allow you to essentially get advanced on work that you're taking. So say you do take a job that's a $10,000 earning job. We have something called the Zometry Advance Card that you can use for up to 30% of that credit up front. So say you do have a $10,000 job, but you need to buy $2,000 of supplies and materials. You don't have to drop from your bank which is sometimes really intimidating from a small business manufacturer because you have other things like payroll and stuff that you really need that bank account that's remained steady for. So this advance card helps that cash flow and essentially it deducts from the end earnings. So if you are using $2,000 of a $10,000 win, the payout at the end is going to be $8,000. Gotcha. But you're not affecting your bank account, which is something really important when you think about small business, when you think about cash flow and other financial goals you may have. We could even accelerate pay. We have something called fast pay that's available to get something a little bit faster. And we're working on some really cool stuff. We just launched uh, Zometry Pay. This is a whole new beast, by the way. This is, I think, between you and I talking, Zometry Pay launched. And Zometry Pay is a way for us small businesses shops to have access and kind of security financially for taking uh, things like credit card transactions, purchase orders, and uh, getting paid where they may not have the sophistication or e-commerce to actually do that. So we're actually allowing shops to almost reach in and grab some tools that we use internally mm-hmm. and use them in their shops as well. So it's, it's pretty neat. Cool, man. That sounds very interesting for sure. And, and I know on, on our show, we're really trying to speak to the manufacturers out there, Greg. Mm-hmm. And I know we were talking before, you said, think of it as like an extension of your shop. What does that mean for the manufacturer for this business model in, in particular? Yeah. So actually a lot of our big customers are manufacturers. So they have manufacturing capacity and there may be very various reasons why you're using Zometry. Uh, I'll give a good example. I know someone who does uh, linear actuators and they have a bunch of internal manufacturing to make these actuators and they're running everything and all their plates are essentially fixed with metric stuff. And it is really disruptive for us dang American customers because they're looking for standard and inch units. And so they'll use us particularly for those uh, like inch unit requests. So like uh, using inch level tapped holes and different dimensions that fit kind of U.S. based work. So they're able to access this market without disrupting their continuous uh, manufacturing line. So sometimes it's just that jobs where it doesn't make sense to to almost shut down a work cell to do the smaller job. It, it makes sense to source that out with somebody that you can supply the quality of parts that you're looking for. Sometimes it's about capabilities. So you are, you're a three axis shop and you're working on a job and your customers love you and you want to retain your customer and they come across with a bid package. And for most of that work, it looks like work that is really fitting for you, but there is job like a fifth axis part, or maybe it's something just a completely different process like sheet metal. And you could actually go at Axisometry, and I, I almost think of it as opening up your um, your shipping garage, and there's another shop back there, and now it's a sheet metal fabrication center, or now it's a fifth axis uh, machine unit, or it's a 3D printing service, and that's something that we could give access to. So it allows you as a manufacturer to continue to keep your customers happy, 
obviously like you have the additional revenue stream if you're using us as a as that job board service but even uh, from just a flow of work you're able to you know get pricing lead times respond quickly to bids with your customers and do more diverse work and essentially use us as a outsourcing partner right now what about the the people who are listening who have a concern around quality they have quality metrics they have to meet is that compromised with evaluating a model like this or no yeah, I think that's the best question uh, that we get. Uh, we And believe me, uh, we answer this question every day when we talk about the business model. It's like, are you tossing this over the fence? And the answer is no. We have skin in the game when it comes to this. Sometry is the supplier for the work. Uh, so we have quality assurance and uh, manufacturing experts on staff that work with jobs. We do DFM analysis so that's designed for manufacturability on work as it's going through our system. And we work with our suppliers as well to make sure they're elevated and they're trading through. Cool. Uh, Zometry is actually very auditable. And by that, I mean, uh, we know where the part's going, where it's been, what's happening, where the, the second ticks on when the uh, milestones happen because work is being done on our digital platform. It also means that we get things like material certifications, inspection reports, images of the parts on our secure platform. So we can always go back if there is a requirement for like NCMR or RMA, and we have formal quality programs in place. Zometry is AS9100, so we do a lot of work for defense and aerospace. We are ITAR registered, again, because we do a lot of work for defense and aerospace, and we have an entire ITAR network as part of our, our larger network. And with that, that also means that we're also ISO 9001, which is encompassed within that AS9100. Got it. Cool, man. And I know one one reason when we, we were talking, we were brainstorming together, you brought up mm -hmm. a, a customer that we do support in, in South Carolina around BMW. And yeah. I was curious, what could you share there that really benefited BMW, how you guys helped them? Because that was a case study in my, from where we said at Eco Last Why for our manufacturers that are listening, that I think is very relatable. And, and I'm just curious, what can you share about that experience? Yeah, absolutely. And full disclosure, so BMW has been a customer for quite a while at Zometry. They've also uh, were investors. So they were investor after they were a customer. And by the way, this rings true for a lot of our companies that have invested in us. So BMW iVentures have invested in us and they were a cu customer first. Same with uh, GE Ventures, Bosch and Dell, both customers before investing because they really like this business model. Where, where our in was with BMW was in uh, tooling and fixturing. So in that North Carolina plant for, I think it's the X-Series models, as you are installing stuff, so trim or bumpers, other things, there are operators that are doing a lot of handheld operations. Mm -hmm. And there's entire tooling engineering teams that are devoted to creating these really crazy looking fixtures that hold that specific piece it allow you to apply it consistently and repeatedly every single time. Uh, the challenge there is that in order to do this right, a lot of times the tools need to be mixed process. Uh, so for example, the main body may be FDM 3D printed, which is a large format 3D printing process. Uh, we could print up to 36 inches in there, but the cool thing is you could change the infill. So essentially the interior of the part to be more sparse. So you can create a larger structure but keep it lightweight, especially if these are you know, handheld or at least augmented handheld units to reduce fatigue. And that was a big goal for these tooling and fixturing engineers is you have someone that's doing this operation hundreds of times a day, potentially. And so you want to reduce fatigue, which will reduce your error rate. Uh, but there's also parts that just need to be, uh, you know, uh, high tolerance and uh, stiff and that requires CNC machining. Or you need parts that are soft touch and that may be a urethane cast part, for example. 
And then you have off the shelf things, handles and other stuff that like I, I talk about that. This is the McMaster catalog stuff that they're working with. So what they really liked about Zometry from the get-go was they could put their entire assembly bill of materials. So all those custom manufactured parts and just drop them into a quote and then select urethane cast flexible, select uh, 3D printed FDM green. Cause even things like color coding based off the section and area of the car is really important from their visual quality systems that they have. And I uh, just press buy. They're not shooting this out to 12 different suppliers. Uh, they're shooting it out to a supplier that offers all these technologies. And we do the supply chain management for them. So we can essentially split that job and make sure it runs in parallel across multiple vetted high-performance manufacturers so that every time they start this job, no matter how many line items you have, we're able to start that work essentially next day. Mm-hmm. So they're able to get you know, good lead times, good pricing, and a high diversity of work without having to do the shopping for that. That's pretty cool, man. It sounds like it was a great win-win for everybody. Yeah, we actually, we see a lot of tooling jigs and fixers like every day because as models change, I mean, you think about these like these random contours on these vehicles, 3D printing is really good at hugging those, uh, about making those, you know, organic curves, which may be very difficult to traditionally manufacture or at least, or at least expensive too. Mm-hmm. So because you may need to do surfacing, for example. And uh, yeah, we see a high variety of tooling jigs and fixtures. Uh, coming through regularly through our, our uh, facility. We do some of that integration, some of that assembly in our Gatesburg, Maryland facility. So we're able to essentially get work back there, kit it together, do some light assembly, ship those those parts designed. So uh, like I said, we have some skin in the game. We, we're, we're mixed into the business as well, but a lot of that manufacturing prowess, like the work is being done by small businesses and they, they're getting paid for it. Right. Very cool, man. Now, now you've brought up a few terms for our listeners that who, from eco SOI standpoint, we haven't really covered a lot. And 3D printing, additive manufacturing, they really jumped out. You, you mentioned that a couple of times. Can you break that down a little bit for the people in manufacturing of what you're talking about, how that can help them? Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting because we do offer all these technologies. So 3D printing is a way of creating a part essentially from a lesser material to more material. So a filament or a powder or a liquid resin and curing it, curing it together. So 3D printing is often called additive manufacturing, and it's a way of growing a part. It's different than when we think about traditionally making a part through subtractive manufacturing, which is I take a larger stock of something and I either mill, drill, form, but I'm taking that stock and turning it into the shape of the final part. So to bring into spec from my CAD or drawing. With 3D printing, I'm generating this part typically from bottom to top by depositing or fusing materials together. And this is a wide variety of platforms. So it's not just like one thing is a 3D printer. There's actually a dozen different manufacturing platforms uh, plus that do additive manufacturing, but the concept's still the same. I'm growing my part. I'm depositing those materials from bottom to top and I'm creating that final net shape. It has this advantage of me not needing to create op one tooling, op two tooling, uh, specialized fixturing because uh, software driven and it takes care of itself, or of itself within the 3D printing platform. A lot of times you can just drag that CAD file into your build setup, which is a software that we use with your 3D printers and uh, you know, click a go uh, on this and then just print and you get your part out of it. 
So it usually has shorter lead times, usually lower costs on those onesies, twosies, like that lower volume manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And it's getting more sophisticated every single year. Uh, so you can print in plastics, you can print in thermosets, uh, you can print in urethanes now, uh, you can print uh, in rubber materials, uh, and even metals. And wow. it is a really great option when you're looking for that uh, low volume custom and can even be viable when you're looking for kind of that, uh, what I call low volume production, where it's usually on a, best on a smaller part, but it's something that can be produced in uh, higher quantities and volumes, which is really exciting when you think about that in between that weird zone that you may find between machining, you know, a highly technical service where the talent's in that operator and moving towards uh, something more scalable, like molding. Like there's a lot of times that middle ground is expensive yeah. and 3D printing really uh, bridges that gap very well. Now, can it bridge the gap from a prototype standpoint as well? It is the king of prototyping, for sure. King or queen, I'll say. Probably most are ends with customers who find Zometry first. It's an, an, an engineer who has made a design, wants to check it out. They upload their file. It's cheap. It ships in two business days. And they're able to validate and check out their design much quicker than traditional processes. So... It's a fantastic prototyping tool. And I'll say we still see the vast majority of mixed work coming through for 3D printing. But I'll say every year we look at that percentage of multiple parts orders or like the same part being ordered multiple times through. So that kind of quasi-production work or production work coming through. And every year that percentage of 3D printing work that we do that is production increases. So it's being better adopted by the community for manufactured products more than it's ever been. And I've been in that industry uh, working with additive manufacturing since 2007. It's really been unique to see how that's changed. No doubt. No doubt. Man, you have such a passion for this topic. It comes across when everything you talk about, man, you can tell you that you really love what you're doing. And we call it eco Ask Why, Greg, to get to the heart of it, the passion. So speak to that manufacturer out there. Why should they embrace these types of resources as they grow into the future? Yeah, I think what's really unique about these distributed manufacturing platforms uh, like we do here at Zometry is it gives you access to work that you may not be able to get. And it just has to do with that matchmaking, usually by geographic or just knowing companies or the fact that those vendor forms are so complicated and daunting that doesn't make sense for your you know, shop of five to 20 people to spend a couple of days setting it up and getting an audit in. With these distributed manufacturing platforms like Zometry, we do that legwork and we're able to give you work that fits what you'd like to do, like making parts. Uh, you know, your brass turning shop, you're going to get brass turn parts. So your sheet metal fabricator, you see sheet metal uh, work, uh, you see sheet cutting, you get to keep your laser happy. And all that is available with these platforms and it helps augment uh, your sales cycle as well. So it doesn't really disrupt it. You're still a business. You're still able to, to do the work that, that you like to do and, and keep uh, your clients happy. But you can also keep those spindles turning. Right. What I think it does best is it, it utilizes the capacity, that ability to make parts you know, in the U.S. that is, is out there. Because there are spindles sitting still right now. There are quiet shops right now. And those people are feeding their spouse and kids with the earnings that they make in those shops. So the more that we can do to keep them running, keep folks employed, like I want their problems to be managerial problems. I want them the problems right. to be like, I need to hire someone else, man. Right. Oh, now I need HR. You know, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking about my next capital expenditure on equipment. Those are the champagne problems that we want for our manufacturers, not the where's my next job. And I, I think that's one of our goals. 
Well, I love the goal, and I definitely you know feel like you guys are doing a great job of support manufacturing, and we've learned a lot. For the listeners out there, as always, go to the show notes, all the, Greg's links to, to connect with him, and the enzymetry will be there. And Greg, thank you so much for taking the time with us on Eco Ask Why today, buddy. Thanks so much, Chris. This is awesome. Yes, sir. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Eco Ask Why. This show is supported ad-free by Electrical Equipment Company. ECO is redefining the expectations of an electrical distributor by placing people and ideas before products. Please subscribe and share with your colleagues and friends. Also, leave comments, feedback, and any new topics that you would like to hear. To learn more or to share your insights, visit ecosy.com. That's E-E-C-O-A-S-K-S-W-H-Y.com. 